Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Okay, so people weren't hearing anything. Sorry, we made a mistake. So let's start over. <laughs> Hi, I'm Dr. Nefertiti Noel. And I'm Darren Noel. And we are here with our guest while we were all excited and we being muted, high-fiving each other. Yeah, right. Um, Evangelist Pewitt, who is here with us. And she is a friend to the show, as I put up on our post. And she's been with us before. And she is not only an evangelist, but also a life coach. Correct. So. Um, so tonight's topic, so this is February, 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 2018. And every February, people talk about falling in love again and feeling love, and we have Valentine's Day that comes up. And so uh, Darren and I decided to take the month of February to talk about what is love, right, and spend the whole month kind of stretching it out, right? So you guys can call in and ask us questions. Our call-in number, if you have a question, is 323 and if you have a question, you can press pound or the one number, and we'll know that you have a question. For those of you all that emailed questions, I got I got about 57 today. Oh, yeah. And we have about eight wow. questions that we're ready to answer. And then next week we're going to move on and talk about some additional love topics, sex and the marriage, those kinds of things, and maybe answer some more of your questions. But do realize if your questions are more intense than what we can answer over the blog show, then call the office, 630-428-2344. And if you're in need of life coaching, please contact Angie at 630-935-2941. Awesome stuff. So, so let's get started a little bit. For those of you that haven't listened to the show before, my background is I am a, um, a clinician. I run a thriving private practice in Chicago, in Naperville, and we also have a digital portal if you guys want to be uh, talked to online. Do remember that our marriage conference is coming up in July of this year at the Palmer House, downtown Chicago. Yay. You guys are invited out as a couple, uh, as couples to come. Um, Darren, what do you do? Yeah, my background is in corporate America here at No One Associates. I focus on mock interviews, career counseling, and resume consults. And Angie, what do you focus on in your coaching? Transformation. Okay. True, okay. authentic transformation. Awesome. Surgery, baby. Surgery. Surgery, Surgery. for the soul. So let's, let's start off with our first question, and we're all going to kind of go around and answer this question. Um, and this question is, what is love, and how did you know you found it when you found it? I'm going to start with you, Mrs. Pewitt. Mrs. Pewitt has been married 24 years this year. So when you come talking to Mrs. Pewitt, she's had that license for 24 years to practice the art of marriage. And so that means there's been good times, bad times, and everything in between. And they championed that for 24 years. Yes. And they're they're not the youngest. We've been married 21 years. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Um, but we've all beat out Hollywood except for about four couples in Hollywood that stay married longer than 30 days. But, Angie, can you answer that question, what is love, and how did you know you found it when you found it? You know what? I have to really go biblical on it. Sorry. Mm -hmm. But I really do believe in the entire, you know, scripture of the Corinthians thing, you know, Mm -hmm. love is patient, Mm -hmm. love is kind, love is long-suffering. I truly believe that because... When you are in love and in like, you mm-hmm. will have to go through all of those things. Absolutely. It's the truth. And Absolutely. unfortunately, I do not believe that people understand the vows that they're taking because when you say it, nothing has happened yet. Right. So it's not really fortified. Or right. 
authenticate it. Right. Until you actually survive it. Right. So anything that you say you really, really want and is passionate for, you know, test comes to see if your your word is your word. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. How did you know you found it in Mr. Pewitt? I'm not going to give out his first name, <laughs> right. you know what I'm saying, in case I don't want people bumping into him in the mall talking about, hey, I heard your wife. Yeah, right. but, but tell me a little bit how you knew you found it in your husband. You know, honestly, I have to say I really knew I found it when it moved past physical. Mm-hmm. When he, you know, mm-hmm. when I saw him and his hair wasn't cut. Right. You, okay. know? Right. <laughs> you know, when it moved yeah. fast, you know, when I no longer got the butterfly. Right. You know, because we get so tied up into that. Right. And then we get to a point and we realize, wow, this is real life. Right. You know, man. Right. He wakes up with sleep right. in his back. Right. And I'm all right with that. Okay. You know, all right. So it really, really became really real when it moved past the physical for me and really, really touched the heart of me. When Mm -hmm. situations happened and I realized that I was more okay in being Miss Pewitt and not Angie. Right. Because that's a a struggle for some of us women. Right. Right. After we've built, invested, built up ourselves, Mm -hmm. and then now we're thinking, okay, wait a minute, I want this part of you, but I don't want that part of you. And when it became okay to take all of him, right. I knew that. Right. Awesome sauce. And I think if we kind of listen to what Mrs. Pewitt said, or, or I'm going to call her Evangie because that's easy for me, <laughs> what Evangie said, she started t- talking about core values, right? Like, where are your core values? Love is patient, love is kind. So her core values um, are in the Bible. So it depends on who you are as a person, what you list as your core value, like what's guiding you. Mm-hmm. So depending on what's guiding you is how you're going to figure out what love is for you right. as yeah. an individual. I think you hit, hit a key thing on core values. I think people looking for somebody who has similar core values to themselves. Yep. So you look for somebody, okay, we're talking about the guys, all right, this person have the same spiritual beliefs that I do, okay? Do they think about uh, life general perspective as I do? You know, mm-hmm. They see the world the same way I do. So, oh, mm-hmm. I see you looking, you're saying the same things that I say in my head or out mm-hmm. my friend, okay? I have an attraction, attraction to you uh, mentally in addition to the physical attraction mm-hmm. as well. And that's the kind of thing what people are really looking for and find when they say they find love. Mm-hmm. I find someone who looks like the world the same way I do. Absolutely, yeah. Go ahead. Do you find that after 21 years that you still see the world the same? That we see the world the same? Mm-hmm. You know, I think we've had so we have had to compromise to see the that's world the same. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I think we've had to go through. There's some things about us that are very similar. I think from a, if you look at say start core values, mm-hmm. but like I didn't think I needed similar. to share my money. I had to get to that. that <laughs> right, right. I mean, and every so often I still go back into the world and I say to you myself, <laughs> I mean, Lord, must I? Didn't the Bible say this man shall work and he shall not eat if he don't work? Um, but I do I agree with Angie that there are some times where there may be a disconnect, but love is about compromising and connecting when you need to. Because I think that there's a difference between growth and change. Absolutely. Because you can still grow and stay the same. Correct. But then some people say, oh, we just grew apart. Right. Like, does love do that? Right, right. And do you allow it to? I mean, I right. think, um, yep. you know, I was very intentional in marrying my husband. So let me start with that. And I am not, which he already knows, so it's not, I'm not dissing him or anything. I was, I'm not the lovey, sappy kind. I've become that way. Mm-hmm. But when I initially started dating him, he's going to disagree. I can tell that in his face. I, I, I just can't right stand you giving that look when I'm telling my truth. This no, is my truth. Right. This is your hey, hey, yes, I said, yes, well, yes. let me have my truth here. So in my truth, I'm going to say that it wasn't necessarily, um, 
hit over here, hill of love at first sight. What I really liked is that he could bring, um, I'm, I'm big on God, people know that about me, and he could bring that to me. Um, he was very understanding because at the time we started kind of dating, I think I was just sort of kind of ending something else, right? And he was very uh, empathetic there and kind about it. But here's what I did. I stretched out life long term. Some of our first dates were on campus at church. I have to say yep. that about us. Um, and so he was able to mingle with my family and not be intimidated by who they were, good and bad. Mm-hmm. He was able to... Um, understand the God in me and understand the non-God in me all at the same time. And he was able to talk to me from a perspective of future. So then I asked him some questions. And one, I still remember, the pastor preached a sermon, um, Bishop Paris preached a sermon, where he said that uh, somebody in his congregation had gotten married, and a month later the young lady had an accident and was uh, very ill. And so her husband had to take care of her for something like 15 years, Mm -hmm. like the the entirety of their marriage. Mm -hmm. And she gave him the chance to divorce her, and he refused to do so. Right, and so, and that's a blessing. And yeah. so I asked my mm-hmm. husband, I was like, well, before you were my husband, I said, uh, could you do that for me? And that was real because I feel like in life, you, anything can happen. You could go out, something could happen to you, your face might, I was always fly, you know what I'm saying? I've been, I've been thin fly and thick fly, um, but I was in always my, always fly. Right, always fly. Always and I was fly. in my um, season of hotness right there, so I was like, like, I'm in my season of hotness right now. You're still in your season of hotness. Well, I have an yes, eternal yes, yes. season of hotness, right? But let's say my hotness just burns so it sizzle. Um, could he still love me past that? He was able to do so. Then we went through some trying times in mm-hmm. our relationship before we got married. My great-grandmother passed away. And for those of you that didn't know your great-grandmother, maybe that wasn't a big deal for you. But for me, it was huge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He kind of was with me through that. Um, we were in two separate states for a while. So yep. I wasn't I was into the burning hot love piece, but I was also into will you buy me meat if I'm hungry? Will you I mean and you know in college you go through some like we took a, a date on the bus and I was like, Oh wow, okay, is he gonna pay my fare? Let's just check it all out. Right. So I think love is a process that you get to for me Absolutely. anyway. And I also feel like we have to understand that love is not always convenient. That for me, love could have, it was inconvenient sometimes. Like he moved sure. to get a master's degree in North Carolina. I was in New York and I moved back to Chicago. And we had to figure out ways to be together. Um, and we had to trust each other while we were apart. Yeah. And that brewed love. But, I mean, he was in the beginning. You know, he tried to ask me to marry him after the first date. What was the first date? <laughs> yeah, pretty early, yeah, yeah. It was like real early on. Yeah, I remember yeah, he yeah. was crying like, I love baby, you. Baby, yeah. baby, baby. But I'm also going to say this to, to people, and I know that I am. there's a crowd out here that's younger than me sometimes, and I'm only a certain age, but I'm going to say this. He pursued me. That's another w- reason I felt yeah. good about him. I wasn't chasing him. And Darren will tell you I don't call dudes. So I wasn't, like, calling him, like, hey, you know, you said you were going to call me. I would Now, he, I would tell him this now. He used to call me regularly, and he skipped the phone call. And I was like, this, this dog is. Yeah, hey, 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 that's another <laughs> That's another uh, topic of skill trade by the brothers. I have a separate whole another meeting about that. How do you beat the lady? Right. He skipped the call, hey, and hey. I was a little bit panicked. And yeah. I was like, he skipped the call. So me and my roommate, at, well, I won't talk about what all we did, but <laughs> I was, he was like, well, I did that on purpose to see if you want yes, me. You yes, know? yes. So I will say that he pursued me. He he showed me who his, what his heart was. And when I saw his heart, I got past the point that we didn't have any money right then and that we were going to get some. And to ladies out there, I don't care what people say, um, 
money and love do matter. So I also wanted to know what his major in college was because I wanted to know when he graduated, if I had decided to just be a beach bunny, would he be able to feed me? So all of those things kind of contributed to my love for him. But that goes into core values also. What What is your philosophy about money, finances? You know, you know, you say, I, I'm expecting a certain lifestyle in my life, and someone has a different Mm-hmm. Value that you know, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in that. I'm fine if we live in a shadow. Like, oh, we have a different core value. On yeah, I, I never had that core value. You know, I mean, but unless it was an unintentional shack move, right. like you, Martin Luther King, and somebody you you fight for the people, <laughs> right. or you, Malcolm X, and you fight for the cause. And I might temporarily be able to love you through that, but I still always wanted the comfort of four very extended walls. Sure, no, right. but that's nothing wrong with it. Right. Yeah. That's the core value that it helps with the love. And I love him even though he don't have hair at the top. You see how that goes? Like Angie said, love is patient. <laughs> love is kind. I mean, but I also think that part of the reason that so many marriages fail, real talk, is because people pick the wrong person or the right person for the wrong reason. So there's lots of reasons to get married. Mm-hmm. You can love somebody and still not really need to be with them. Yeah. That I agree. is a fantastic point. Go ahead. Wow. No, yeah. I disagree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, because some people say, you may love somebody, but not that they still may not be the right person to marry. That's right. it. Right? right. Hey, I've got emotional together, whatever. Mm-hmm. But it, when it comes down to some of our core values may differ with mm-hmm. our person, right? Mm-hmm. Or whatever case it be, I have emotional love for you, yes. But guess what? Mm-hmm. We shouldn't, still shouldn't get married. That's Absolutely. Right. Okay? And not to stay stuck on this topic, but I was talking about this earlier today. A lot of times... Um, People get unequally yoked. You get with someone that doesn't really understand life like you do. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's not like I'm not saying you should never marry somebody. That's, for I'll give an example from college. Mm-hmm. I was president of Black Students Union, and they had a meeting. They were talking about um, would, would I ever, me personally, would Dr. Newell ever date a guy that had been to prison? And I said, no, like no. Right. And so the crowd was like, you bougie, you think you're better than other people? <laughs> what about this person, that person, what about Malcolm X? And what about Dr. King? I said, now, when we talk about civil rights leaders and Matt Turner and, I mean, that's very different than Pookie Lolo. They still rock on the block. And I'm not against him. I think he needs love, too. Mm -hmm. But I I knew that I didn't understand that lifestyle. Mm -hmm. I'm from the west side of Chicago. I could have chosen that lifestyle if Mm -hmm. I wanted to. Mm -hmm. I didn't choose it. So Mm -hmm. also, when I was looking for love, I was looking for someone that, when they went back to their old ways, it wasn't something that I couldn't handle. I got it. You know what I mean? And I think that people mix that up, too, because unequally yoked doesn't necessarily always have to do with the core values. It can Mm -hmm. have something to do with our work ethics. Mm -hmm. If I'm I'm totally a hustler Mm -hmm. and all you're doing is watching TV and playing video games, we're going to have problems. problems. But if I see your hustle and it meets my hustle, right. I'm good with that. Right. Yeah. And then I also think that people confuse love with need. Like yes. I think a lot of people marry people that they need or that need them. Oh, good. And then when, as Angie talked about growing, mm-hmm. when somebody grows and they don't need you anymore, mm-hmm. then you don't feel loved, right? Right. So you may have to get with, to love someone, you may have to get with someone that will eternally need you. I don't know who that person is, right. but they're out there. Mm-hmm. We we all have that one friend that's super needy and they need to be with somebody that's super, you know, can right. give into right. that all the time. Yeah. But I, I I didn't, I didn't want a man that needed me on that level. I wanted to help him prepare mm-hmm. for greatness, and he needed me to help for that. I didn't want to prepare for, like, let's say. Um, Basic life skills. Yeah, like this is how you shower daily. Right. Or this is how you order food from right. Cheesecake Factory. Right. I wasn't looking for that. So right. I even needed a guy whose mother, like, I will say this about my husband's parents. They took him out to eat. They took him <laughs> shopping. 
So when I wanted, well yeah, well when I wanted a steak, it wasn't a situation. I didn't have to go. Like my mom and I was sometimes going to the city. I forgot the name of the steak place, but you get a steak, a potato, and a piece of Texas toast for like five ninety five, and that was okay, right? But but it wasn't. It was like John John Beef Shack or whatever. But and it was all right in the moment. Tonys or Ronies or what? Ronies. That was called Ronies. But that's not what I wanted daily, and I wanted a man to understand if I wanted a hundred dollar steak that. If he couldn't afford it, he should hustle to get it because mm-hmm. I needed to have, like, it was something that I needed mm-hmm. from me. And we also need men that know how to adjust mm-hmm. because sometimes we do need a segment Right. When it's my turn to be Oprah. Yes, that's yeah. true. You that's know? true. Then sometimes we need to understand that when it's their turn. We give it to them. We give right. it to them. And, oh, wow, Angie, i got to stop right there. One. That's a good one. That is a very that's good a one. That's a good one because I think a lot of times um, people need the spotlight. Right. And they don't know how to shine it on somebody else. Mm-hmm. So like when I we just went to a work party for my husband, mm-hmm. I didn't try to steal the show. Right. If he says who he is and he's laughing with people, I'm like, hey, mm-hmm. I'm gonna be your arm candy That's because right. this is your domain, mm-hmm. and I don't want to change your image in your domain. Sure. And in my husband's domain, he running it right. So when I show up for his domain, I don't show up as Doctor Noel. I show up as Mrs. Noel. That's it. And when people ask me what I do, I say, Oh, can I work at a clinic? Like I don't try to be. Oh, you know, I got show. Like I let that. I let that go. That's a great. Oh, that's a great point. It is. That is really the point. I think point. that it needs to be said too, because we need to understand that when you shine, I shine. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's exactly right. That's exactly right. And we have different times and reasons that we should shine, too. Exactly. Right? Right. Like, right. there are certain things, like, it's interesting to me. Um, I'm going to talk about stars because people know stars, yes. right? Like, we just watched. I forgot what show that was we just watched. But um, Jay-Z was there and Beyonce wasn't there, right? right? But Jay-Z was being nominated for awards and everything, and the camera kept going. It was his moment to shine. Right. And, and her not being there allowed it to happen. Do you know what I mean? Like, I it allowed do. it to happen without... Oh, Beyonce, how you doing? I know mm-hmm. Jay-Z got on the blue mm-hmm. suit, but it allowed him to have that moment. Yep. And I like the way that couple allows each person to have their shine. Right. And it doesn't compete. But you know what? There are some couples where one person doesn't want to shine, and there's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. Someone's like, you know what? I want that person to be out front. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to be in. I don't want to shine. I want mm-hmm. to be on, on the back, on, on behind the scenes. And that's, if that's what that couple wants, that's fantastic. Right. I think you just need to have that conversation and understand who you, mm-hmm. what the relationship is. But then there are some times where it is just in you. Your gifts allow right. room. Yeah. And right. the room just gets bigger for the both. Right. And you just have right. to know when and how to balance. Mm-hmm. Right. Especially when children are involved. Absolutely. See, because when you get married, that's just the first part. Right. It actually does grow and change. Yes. Right. And we have to really learn how to become very flexible. Right. Because when we become very bent and tight into what we know this is us, it really makes it really hard. It does. And I think also your kids need to see that you can be flexible, right? right. Like, and then in some relationships, like Darren and I came in single, no previous kids, so everything we've done, we've grown up together, right? Mm-hmm. But in some families, you blend. You bring kids with you. You bring, right. you know, other people with you. And mm-hmm. you have to deal with how do you manage that. If you love that person, yeah. you know, can you love their child also? I, I, we, I just went through this recently. Mm-hmm. My son is in seventh grade, and he made the honor roll. Mm-hmm. Now, when I was doing homework with him, he got all A's and B's, but he got that one C that I just could not make become a B. Right. Right? Right. And then now he sits with his dad. He really is focused, and he is like, mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. gone, mm-hmm. and now he's on the honor roll. Of right. course, Mr. Pewitt takes all the credit, and you know, right. I'm okay with right. that. Right. Oh, but I'm going to get my feet and that. Wait, my feet wouldn't drop off, but I got him to the finish line. Right. You right. took him over. Right. And right. I, 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 That's I, what I was going to say. He took the gauntlet when you got halfway around. He's going to Mr. Pewitt talking about, I, I got the rest of the way. But let me say what a, what a good wife does. A good wife allows her husband glory for doing the things that fathers do. And also, often, we do identify when a father does wrong, but we don't always identify when a father does right. Mm-hmm. right. So I think in that instance, you're able to laugh about it, which mm-hmm. says to me, hey, you know, I know I did some work here, but you really were a superhero. Right. That's a superpower you have, because I did all my superpower work to get from a C to a, to a C, mm-hmm. and you got from C to a B, hey. and thank you for it. Because guess what? The honor roll made both of us proud. Absolutely. Right. Not just Absolutely. One. It doesn't exactly. really matter who mm-hmm. did the work. Right. Behind the scenes, our child is honorable. Right? Absolutely. Both of us. So I think that we mm-hmm. that goes back to the shine. Absolutely. So I, we better move on for questions because yeah, we stuck on t- t- question number one. So number two says, "I need sex to feel love, but my wife is withholding." I've talked to her. She t- she tells me that she is stressed out and can't have sex with me. What do I do? I guess from my standpoint, I would say of course find out what, first, right? what what is stressing her out. What can you help her to be unstressed, right? I mean, she's saying she can't sex with you because she's stressed. What are you stressed about? What can I do to alleviate that stress? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's part of my job as a husband, to mm-hmm. help alleviate the stress if, I, if at all possible. Mm-hmm. I'm going to find out what it is. What can I do to alleviate that stress from you? Okay. Right. That's good. So we don't have that problem in our house. And I had a really horrible song from the 80s that I was going to quote. She said I told him to, but I'm not going to finish the song. You know, you know, you know, sometimes, number one, ladies, I know a lot of ladies say that they think the Bible is misogynistic, but let me say this. We're not supposed to be withholding sex, right? And withholding sex then separates husband and wife and turns you into roommates, right? Mm-hmm. And so if there's not a health reason, meaning like, you know, if somebody's getting chemotherapy, I understand her saying, hey, I don't want that. Mm-hmm. Or, there's lots of reasons it could be. But if you're uncomfortable with it and your wife won't have sex with you, there's some type of a disconnect there, and it's other than stress, right? So is it financial stress? Like are you not? Are you leaving out that the bills aren't paid because um, – Women do dry up when the bills can't get paid. Well, so I'm going to find out what's going on. She's just stressed out. I'm staying home. I ain't working. She's going to work every day to take care. I don't know why she's stressed. Right. Come on. Now. Come on. I, I, come on. I don't know the situation. Oh. But and I have to play out. the devil's advocate here, too, mm-hmm. because I think that sometimes men, by being external, mm-hmm. yeah. okay, I think that they sometimes ready to hit it when really the bedroom at 8 starts at 8 in the morning. Right. Yeah, you want the bed at 8, then at 8 you need to give me a, hey, sweetie, call. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. at 10 you need to yeah. do something else. Okay. It doesn't just always mm-hmm. go from all day to 8. But let me also say this. I'm going to pay Angel's Advocate for the men. Sometimes you don't have all day to do that. And sometimes you come home, you want to get laid, and I, I understand that. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. But guess what? Stop it. Don't right. act like we don't want to be laid. Right. We want right. to get laid, too. We, we got married for that to be right. a privilege. Right. You know, I'm always saying this. Right. You know, with, with Christ, it comes benefits. That right. is a benefit. Right. Absolutely. So it's not like we don't want it either. Right. 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 So, ladies, if you're not getting the 8 a.m. text for the ATM loving, sometimes <laughs> give in anyway. Now, then, right after climax, this is what you say. It would have been nice if you had texted me this morning. I probably could have been more intense about this. Because also, for guys out there, ladies can be participants, or we can just sort of be like, let us know when you're done. I mean, we're not real good at that. Now, wait, I have to be the 
devil's advocate for the women. Mm-hmm. Now you have to think about this. Women who have, like yourself and myself, mm-hmm. women that have grown up in the body of Christ all of our lives, mm-hmm. we are told not to be the aggressor. Mm-hmm. So when you have a man who is not the aggressor mm-hmm. and then you are not either, Right, that, that question in there? Because right, that can really right, happen as well. Right. Because the fact of the matter is, it's not that either one don't want it. It's just that neither one know how to right. start. That's when you have never question. been trained to be the aggressor, to mm-hmm. start, to do things like that. And you know, right, hey, I'm right. Kojic all my right, life. Right, right. But let me also say this though, let me also say this, there comes growth too as you mature that sometimes you want to feel wanted, right? Sure. And I think and again, True. if sex was always a quiet topic mm-hmm. in the house, it might be quiet in your relationship and maybe your spouse can't handle that. So so you, you didn't give I don't know enough data about your wife to figure this one out. Right. right. That's good that's good. Everything that I think we're talking about comes down to communication. Having that communication. What's going on? Am I doing something? Are you doing something? What can, what's going on? Or something? just the question, what's do you want me? Right. Okay. Right. Right. Do you want me? Do you want me? I do want you. Do you I want just me? don't know how to want you. Or, and sometimes it's all about, um, you know, waking up when he's getting in the shower or she's getting in the shower and you already got it ready. So, like, it's like, hey, can I, can I jump in with you? Brother Darren, yeah. you done done your work. Right, right. He is up in the shower, dude. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. It's like, let me wake up early, right? Let me yeah, wake up early, yeah. right? And then I think it also depends on if you are fulfilling. Is sex just about you? Is it about both of you, right? Mm-hmm. No, that's good. Um, I think sometimes women can get bored with intimacy because the normal bump and grind, like, you know, I'm going to beat it up a little bit in the rap song, I'm going to beat it up. I don't want to get beat up. Like, you know, I, I might go, I'm going to go see 50 Shades of Grey. If all you church folks get, I'm going to go see 50 Shades of Grey. Um, but and there's a beating up season. Yes. Right, right, right. There's a season to beat and a season to, to get. Right, right. Beat, right. But I also feel like um, you have to make sure that both parties are getting what they want. And in a marriage, like, after 21 years, we talk about sex. Like, it's kind of right, like right. to yeah. the left, to the left, you know, like <laughs> like giving some directives. Because yeah. I think so, all too often we want people to memorize our bodies and yeah. get what we want. Well, guess what? If I gain five pounds, I might not even feel that no more. Like, you know, it's just like, hey, slap it up, flip it. Right, right. 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 right, right. Sometimes it needs to be a different position. Are both your right. stomachs bumping? Maybe she ain't feeling it. And I'm not trying to be funny, but no, the body yeah. yeah. It does. I've had a baby. A lot has changed. So now I'm like, but we do option C, right? So I just think, I think it depends on having that conversation with right. her and being grown up about it. Yeah. Yep. I think that comes with maturing mm-hmm. as a couple, as, a, as an individual, and as a married couple maturing. Right. You can have that kind of conversation. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Meaningful without, you know, if you don't give it to me, I'm going to take it to somebody else. Like, you know. Right. And even right. That, that's not Faithful. the right way to approach it. Right. Mm-hmm. I think just saying, hey, I really desire to be one with you in that way. Mm-hmm. And let me say this about becoming one flesh. It is, it is scientifically impossible, right? Mm-hmm. Because two objects cannot be in the same place at the same time. They can't have the same place. But God is asking us to really do the physically impossible right. and become one flesh. And then we have to also, again, mm-hmm. trigger back on sicknesses. Right. Now, younger people are getting diabetes. Younger yeah. people are getting yeah. high blood pressure. Right. And there are things that 
their bodies are not allowed to do. Right. But if you have married only for the physical, right. then this is going to be an issue. Right. And then issue. there's also other things to do, like are y'all touching each other? Is, are you using touch just for sex? Right. Are you, like like Evangie said, like did you text her at 8 a.m.? Are you holding her hand? Are you having conversations with her? Are you waiting to the most inopportune time that she didn't breastfeed, both of the babies, clean the house, pay mm-hmm. all the bills, rake the leaves, and you come home talking about You've been keeping it hot, like, <laughs> like you know, everybody's not a video fixing, so right. they they need a little. Pre- I need about I need prep time in my own life. Yeah. I need I need give me a text that you come. I gotta you know, I need to know. Right. Right. Because right. like the season yeah. gonna be playing on yes. it, get the mind right, right on it, be prepared right. for it. Because it's a sense of state of mind. Also, like, it depends on, like, sleeping arrangements. Like, my daughter likes me to sleep with her for a few minutes first. So you're going to have to let me know where you want my mind to be because I might have to put her to bed 15 minutes early. Right. You know, because you miss, you know, what's that little doll she got that restores to her? Oh, the, uh. Mother Goose? Don't get me in the mood. So I got to. (laughs) Right. Take it by myself for a few minutes to be prepared. Right. That's great. That's great. Next question. I'm going to skip that one and come back to it because this one says, um, a man has said that he married, he cheated on his wife, married the woman that he had an affair with. Um, he's now divorced from his wife, and now he's married to the other woman, and he wants, he's repentant for his sins. He feels bad about what he did, but now he wants to know. And we all have different opinions. That's why we're chuckling over right, here. Right, right, right. Will God bless this? It's in Will God bless this? So that, that's a great question. One, I would say, he needs to go back and take a look at how did he leave the situation with his wife. Is his wife still upset with him? It wasn't, uh, you know, obviously, he needed, how did he try and make that situation wow. in some fashion right? That's a big debt. He made a covenant before God with that first wife, right? How are you making that situation right before wow. you ask God to bless you in a new situation? That's a big one. Okay. Oh, that's I'm going to let you one. go because we only have a few seconds. But I'm going to tell you that I, I, we're going to have to start the show next week with this because I yeah. just feel like it is so unfair to do your dirt. I do feel this, but i got to get this part out. I know you do. It's so unfair to leave somebody for the dip-off and then leave her. That's what divorce does. It devastates people who weren't expecting yeah. it to come. Mm-hmm. They've been crumbled and broken to pieces. Now you just swept her up like broken glass, and you just want to pay your child support and move on, and will God bless it. He can. He can, because God will, can bless. But the question is, will he? Right. Yeah, oh, right. I think we're done. We're yeah. wrapped. We'll be back next week with Evangelion. Yeah. We only got through three. <laughs> we didn't get to the, all the questions. All right, we'll talk next week. <laughs>